Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of the Get Equipped podcast. My name is Cody, and tonight, as always, I am joined by Cassidy. Cass, how's it going? Going all right. Went on a hike today. Can't complain. Oh, nice. Did you see anything cool on the hike? Many squirrels. We do have lots of those. Um, and also joining me tonight, uh, as always, is Sophie. Sophie, how's it going? Did you go on a hike, too? No, I work today. Um, I uh, I missed a lot of work, so I've been trying to catch up my hours. I was sick for uh, like three to four days, so oh yeah, to catch everything back up. Yeah, I know that feeling. Are you feeling better? Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right, so um, tonight we are actually talking about our uh, our game of the month this month, which was Metroid Dread, but. Uh, first, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about, um, so Sora was released for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this past Monday, um, and uh, I don't know if either of you had had a chance to uh, uh, to play him a bit, or purchased him or anything. Have you guys had a chance nope. to dig in yet? No? Nada. I gotcha. Um, I got him the other day, I, I went through, uh, it was like 2.30am and I couldn't sleep, so I ended up going through his classic mode. And I was uh, very sorely disappointed in um <laughs> in the sorely. lack. Of, I was very sorely disappointed in the lack of Duck Hunt uh, teaming up with Sora in his uh in his original, you know, in his in his classic mode. So sad. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, um, Sora is cool, but where's Garfield? Right. <laughs> Clearly, apparently, going to come to Nick All Stars, but we'll see. Um. But yeah, I actually, so what, what I kind of like more about this update than Sora himself is uh, I really enjoyed, um, I like the Doomslayer costume for the, uh, for the me gunner. Yeah. I, I don't know, I, I did a live stream last night with a, uh, with a friend of mine, shout out to Damien, and, uh, he came, he came through and, uh, we played... We played online doubles, and we um, we we teamed up, and we were I was playing as uh, the Doom Slayer, and he was playing as Isabel. So oh boy, yeah, the dream <laughs> the dream team, <laughs> the dream team is uh, was 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 on fire last night. That was actually a really good stream, and you can go catch the uh, the video at Twitch.tv/protodad. Um, yeah, slots in the chat saying having Duck Hunt Duck next to us or remind too much of Donald and then dogged with Goofy. Yeah, that's the. That's why I was like, yeah, I was like, it, it's, it makes me so sad that like, you, you, they, Sora feels weird without uh, without Donald oh. and Goofy, yeah, like it's just, I mean, I get it, but yeah, it it feels weird, it definitely feels weird. Um, another thing, a uh, little, yeah, he he definitely needs his boys, and uh, here Justice also saying hello in the chat, hello, also Pizza Princess. And uh, yeah. thank you all so much for stopping by. Um, so another piece of news that uh, is not quite as happy, actually kind of sad. Um, uh, Chris Aris, the voice actor for uh, best known as Frieza, uh, passed away on the 18th. And uh, I know he was dealing with a lot of lung issues for a long time. And uh, just wanted to send out condolences to his family. He seemed like a really, really nice guy and um, easily my favorite portrayal of Frieza. And like knowing that he did, he did the Broly movie at fifty percent lung capacity, which is really insane. Yeah, 
<clears throat> it was really good in the bits that he was in. Yeah, he was. That was that was some of the best Frieza that we've seen in such a long time. Um, so condolences to his family, and uh, you know, just hoping for the best. Um, so anyway, uh, so we have been playing uh, Metroid Dread, which is the latest entry into the Metroid series, um, and I. I, I actually I managed to beat the game. Um, have either of you managed to uh, to beat the game so far? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, there you go. We're not we're not going to really dive into um, dive into spoilers. To you know, there's going to be some light stuff that stuff that was yeah uh, that was shown in the trailers. Um, also, Pizza Princess th and uh, Kira Justice. Thank you so or Justice. Yeah, Justice. Thank you so much for the follows. Very much appreciated. Um, if you're listening to this after the fact, this is a live show. So we will interact with the chat just, you know, a bit here and there. Um, yeah, so this is this is Metroid 5. And wh what I kind of like about this going into it was the fact that it just picks up straight from Fusion. Uh, yeah. It had a, had a pretty strong opening, if I do say so myself. Um, so, real quick, first impressions of the game, without spoilers... Uh, what did y'all think about it? It controls really well. Um, that's one thing that definitely goes in its favor. It's really uh, slippy and slidey for a Metroid game. And the uh, the shoulder aim isn't as bad as I thought it was in the demo for uh, Samus Returns. I didn't even know that Samus Returns has a demo. Yeah. That's actually really good to know. I want to try that out now. But yeah, I, I um, yeah, go ahead. Please go ahead. I pretty much uh, just what Cass said. Um, it plays super smoothly. It's it's weird to see Samus sliding around like butter. Um, the uh, free the free aim feels really nice. Uh, the pacing in this game feels pretty nice too, and the way you get stuff feels logically placed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think the pacing, for the most part, is actually really, really well done. Um, I like the, the setup for the story. You know, Samus is called out to planet ZDR uh, to hunt down what appears to be a uh, an ex-parasite. Um, and once she gets there, she is ambushed by a uh, Chozo warrior and has what is actually called physical amnesia, where she forgets how to use all of her... Uh, all of her abilities. So back to square I one. I just call that executive dysfunction. <laughs> executive, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that, that makes the most sense. I mean, because this is this is absolutely nothing new for for Samus. Um, the fact that uh, she is she's always losing her stuff, one hundred percent of the time, always loses her stuff. I mean, I remember in Metroid Prime when she just falls over and hits the wall, and oh, there goes all of her stuff. But. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, next time she's just gonna trip on a curb and all of her powers are gonna slip down the storm drain. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Kira in the chat saying it's Metroid so they have to have horror uh, horror psychics. And she needs yeah. uh, in a slot says she needs to invest in some Velcro. That would probably help her keep hold <laughs> on to her stuff. Samus, <laughs> honey, you need a Velcro that uh, that various suit on. Otherwise you <laughs> might you might catch yourself in a in, in some heat. 
Yeah, but, please ask a cosplayer. They can tell you how to do this. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so going in, uh, overall presentation of the game. Um, this this really, to me, starting out felt like a really a good a great modernization of the Metroid formula. Uh, with the way that the cutscene was beautifully put together, which the game is gorgeous. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, the animation and uh, the fact that you do have some uh, minor voice acting. That's not. It's not overdone, and I I really really like that about the overall presentation of the story. Um, so going in, how were y'all feeling about the overall just overall presentation, the music, the story, how everything kind of comes together? Um, it starts off really well. It certainly leaves a big impression, and um, just like right out the gate, you have like lush visuals. The backgrounds actually feel alive. You can notice things in the background that um, normally you don't really pick out in a Metroid game, since it, you know you're limited to like 16 bits or just you know whatever the hardware limitation is at that time. But this, you have things going on behind the scenes while you're running around shooting at things. Like um, I noticed the the first boss you see that I won't like really spoil. You can see them in the background doing things and chasing after you in in like certain spots or running away. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's that's that's actually one of my favorite parts about the game is the extensive use of the background um, that they've they've gotten out of this using the jump to new hardware because this style of Metroid game has always been 2D and sprite based. So there's always been a bit of a limit of what they've been able to do with all the uh, the presentation. Um, yeah. And don't mind me, I, I, my house is not burning down, I promise. <laughs> but, uh. Not yet. Not yet. No, it's not allowed to burn down until after I sell it, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> after that, not my problem. That's just a feature for the new uh, inhabitants. Still, <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, I really, really like the overall presentation, the way they've incorporated the backgrounds into um, a bit of. Uh, <clears throat> silent storytelling uh yeah. yeah like you know sophie was mentioning where you know the first boss you can see uh kind of sulking around the background and chasing off different animals and then kind of following you in the build-up to the fight and that's something that i've always felt that metroids kind of had an issue with was uh was build-up i just recently played yeah i just recently replayed through um through super metroid and by the time that i got the to the end of the game i'm like oh it's it's the end I guess it just it didn't feel like there was a lot of buildup going into it until those last like 10 15 minutes um time though what's that i don't know <laughs> uh i just didn't hear what you had said um but yeah it's 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 really really good um yes how are you feeling about it i think it's pretty great uh i'll just reiterate stuff that Soph said uh, but I'll also say that I don't think that the music is very memorable like at all um, so that's kind of a knock against it from my perspective mm -hmm. considering yeah. that music is like a pretty big part of most Metroid games it's, it's kind of disappointing yeah, um, yeah they definitely you know kind of aired to the way of, uh, of environmental sounds and I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't personally think that the music is 
that, like that big of a deal because I think it works in the context of the game. And um, <coughs> I'll have to go through. I'll actually have to go through the soundtrack. And because there's uh, there's some really really good stuff, and including some really good remixes of older Metroid music that uh, that was oh. included in the game. Um, okay. Yeah, like, and you know, I was actually I kind of like the music right off the bat because the title screen is a remix of Metroid One's title screen, and it's it works out really really good. Um, uh, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, but. Uh, Azana G plays says that kind of happened to uh, to me in Metroid Prime Three. Oh, that's Izanagi. Izanagi, perfect. Like I said, gonna butcher names, but that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, Pizza Princess says that the music not being memorable is kind of big, and I, I I get it, but this is also the game that I I kind of encourage people to play with with a headset on. Uh, because a lot of the audio design in this game really, really benefits from having a good set of headphones with good, like, 3D sound. Um, it, it really helps with the immersion, and you start to pick up on a lot of these cues that you wouldn't pick up, uh, pick up on otherwise. So that's, that's kind of my defense of the music, is, and, and but it, I see what they're going for. It's kind we'll, of, kind of, we'll the, agree to disagree on know, that topic. Yeah, it, it's kind of, the, it's kind of the Breath of the Wild thing. Um, a lot of people think Breath of the Wild has bad music. I disagree, because I could pick out a lot of beautiful tunes from that <laughs> from that game uh, that might. Uh... Okay, well, we we have Cass's theme. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's automatically and, uh, the best for obvious reasons. Yeah, and then the Rito Village, which is just uh, what Dragon Roost Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Harry uh, Town is also a uh, a classic, which was featured on our last episode. Nice. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, presentation, uh, it's, it's, it's overall pretty good. Uh, so gameplay, and we kind of touched on this a little bit before, but the gameplay of this game is so smooth, and the progression in which you get stuff is, uh, is also super, super smooth. Um, you know what I think the, one of the most interesting things about the progression of the, uh, the, the upgrades is? Yeah. Anyone, anyone have a guess at that? Um... No. <laughs> the fact that the morph ball is not in the first room that you go to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's not a spoiler. A yeah, yeah, it's not it's not a spoiler that you get the morph ball in the game, but the fact that you wait so long to get it um when if you're if you're It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're a veteran from Metroid, you're used to getting that right off the bat and having that as a mobility option throughout a huge chunk of the game, but you actually like you don't get it for a while, and uh, you know that's, that's yeah, that's definitely something that uh, that I thought was really interesting in the progression. Um, so, uh, so also mentioned, you know, the the progression system, you know, overall well paced. The game is overall really well paced. Uh, but one thing that they added uh, to kind of touch on with the gameplay is the introduction of the Emmys, which are these, Boy. yeah. <laughs> Which are these robots that will chase you down and murder you in quite a violent fashion? Um, how do you guys feel about the Emmys? Um, I personally do not mind the Emmys. They become less scary and more annoying, but like, I've made it a goal to like practice their um, their their whole thing. Um, so like. 
the Emmy have a chance of insta-killing you if you're not, like, if you get caught, they, they will insta-kill you, but you have, a, like, a 1% chance to, like, escape from them. You have, like, a specific frame where you can melee counter mm-hmm. and run away from them. I've been making it a goal to, like, practice that with each Emmy, because each one has a different one. Well, if I recall correctly, I think the timing on the uh, on the counter is actually RNG. No, it's not. Uh-uh. It's it's um consistent, but each each Emmy has their own specific countering spot. I've noticed. Hmm. I thought it was RNG because I, I swear <laughs> I've seen I've been killed by the Emmy so many times that I swear the timing is different every time I've gone. It's like the Guardian. But. <coughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you, they basically are guardians. Yeah, they, they are they are guardians. Except, I, I, I kind of think the guardians are a little bit more fun to uh, to take down. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the guardians are better in every way than the Emmys, I think. Yeah, no, I think you've got a little bit more of a negative opinion on the on the Emmys, don't you? Yeah, I just think they're annoying. Um, it's... So, the game has, like kind of an illusion of allowing you to sequence break it, and there are some minor sequence breaks that people have found so far, but it's all gated around the Emmys, and that really stifles your ability to make it, like, more of a free and open game, uh-huh. which I dislike in a Metroid game. It's like my one bad thing against Metroid Fusion, how you are railroaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually... I just don't like being railroaded in a Metroid game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know what? That's actually something I hadn't considered uh, beforehand because yeah, a lot of those a lot of those upgrades are gated behind the Emmys, and there's not like a way to sequence break and get those early. Like, there's a lot of items that you can get early, but there's a good chunk of them that are uh, gated behind the uh, behind the Emmys. And yeah, you're you're absolutely right in that front. Like, yeah, like, there's a skip that will allow you to get the space jump and the gravity suit pretty early, but yeah, that's not going to help you too much. Yeah, it's 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 really not. Um, and some of the sequence breaking that you can do is really cool, but but yeah, going back to the Emmys, like they're all they're all you know kind of confined to their own Emmy zones, so you know if you're going in there and you know gonna have to deal with one. I thought they were cool and tense, you know, for about the first half of the game added a lot to it but as i got as i got further into the game i'm just like this is uh this is not my favorite thing anymore uh just because yeah you just they're just ended up being more annoying to deal with um because you have no means of countering them uh except for you know timing the frame perfect counter and, you know, that's it's approached a little bit differently as opposed to something like Mr. X and Resident Evil 2, where you can where you have the option to stand and fight him and knock him down for a little bit so you can get around him. Um, and to compensate for that, he covers a much wider area that you're in as opposed to the Emmys who are in just that one small area. But I would, you know, run in, try to, like, maneuver around the Emmy and then... Uh, Get killed instantly and then have to go back um but that's also kind of another point that i i wanted to make about the game is it's not super punishing like it's it's really really not like when you get caught by an emmy you are placed right back out in front of the room uh that you had to deal with it in 
And yeah, I think this is kind of by far the easiest Metroid game <laughs> there is. Wow, I've heard a lot of people say the exact opposite. Yeah, well, I, I don't really trust those people's opinions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, if they think that this game is hard, maybe they shouldn't be playing Metroid in general. <laughs> wow, you hear that, Twitter? <laughs> oh, jeez. Because this game gives you so many opportunities, and it's got a lot of anti-frustration features that... <laughs> See, that like other they, Metroid games just don't have. Yeah, well, okay. See, oh, see, that's that's the thing, is like I don't think anti-frustration features make a game any less hard than than not having those because, and well, you know, your punishment for dying in a lot of games, especially in older Metroid games, is being booted back to the save room, and then making your way back to where you were is just more of a, of a time waster than anything else and if there's one yeah thing that... but like you also like have a chance of getting hit by enemies and not being able to heal and all that stuff i guess but it's not hard to farm for health in this game it's outside of well, definitely not this one yeah sure. out of, out, again yeah <laughs> well even even in older metroid games they put like basically a mario pipe in front of you where you can farm bugs for a few minutes like yeah like you know so you can get your health back so it's not it's not like a difficult thing in the fact that you know it, it, it's really punishing and you lose stuff and you've got to go get it it's no it's just a time waster and that's one thing that i appreciate about this game is it didn't waste my time while still at, at least offering um a bit a bit of challenge especially with the bosses um the emmy uh, it's emmy is kind of fake difficulty because of the one the one hit kills but a lot of the bosses are legitimately really challenging and a lot of fun to play against and I would honestly probably have lost a lot of interest in the game if boss fights had booted me back to the save room, as opposed to leave, putting me right back in front of the boss so that I could just jump in and try it again, especially with the final boss. Yeah, well, I guess they sort of made this <coughs> game for the uh, the more adult audience who just doesn't have time for that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, and I mean, it's... Like, overall, I mean, I, I don't think that's a bad way to approach it, because the game is just unabashedly a sequel to v Metroid Fusion. Yeah, and you well, kind of need to play Metroid Fusion to, to get some of that. Yeah. Like, Not all of it, but some of it. Oh, I, I think at least being familiar enough with it. Like, like I wouldn't even go off of what, like, first and foremost, I'd recommend playing Metroid Fusion, and I say that as someone who has not played Metroid Fusion. Because I feel, um, I feel like a lot of stuff in this game would have really landed a lot harder had I played through Fusion ahead of time like I had initially planned to. But I was at least familiar enough with the story and the lore behind everything that when, uh, when the connections started being more and more apparent, it, it still hit me pretty hard because I was like, whoa, this is super cool. Um, and the game was just completely unashamed with the fact that it's a sequel to Fusion. Just 100% unashamed, so that's something that I also really appreciate about the game overall. Um, yeah, like, this is definitely the sequel that they were wanting to make for years. Yes, and I I, I think they've mostly knocked it out of the park. Um, but anyway, kind of loop back around. How many bosses have you made, have you beaten so far? Uh, I think I've only beaten two. Okay. Sophie, how about you? Um, if you're not counting the Emmys, too. Okay. Alright, gives me about an idea of where you are. So, uh, how are you two feeling about the boss fights so far? 
Um, well, they definitely have a difficulty <laughs> element to them. Um, mm -hmm. and I will not lie and say that I didn't die to them several times, but <laughs> especially the, uh, the second boss, but, um, it, the way that the game just throws you right back to, uh, right before, uh, where the boss is, like, even if it's, like, one room away, it's still pretty forgiving, mm -hmm. and it just lets you bash your head against the wall until you finally win, and... And believe me, as a Dark Souls player, like, it's way easier to bash your head against the wall in this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sack, sack, uh, good old Nick in the, uh, in the chat. Hi, Nick. Um, Hi, so, Dr. Nick. It's, it's gonna be it's <laughs> tradition. Uh, it says, uh, a fusion sequel that wholeheartedly lives up to the height, or lived up to the height, and I, I agree. I agree. It's, this is, this is a good one. Um, Sophie, how are you liking the bosses so far? Also, thank you for the follow, Sophie. I appreciate um, it. Well, uh, the the bosses are pretty good. Um, I'll I'll give it that. Like, they actually made it pretty difficult, and that's one thing I've noticed about like Metroid games overall is the boss fights are pretty hard, and this one is no different. Like, the the first boss I didn't have too much trouble with because like they they basically tell you how to fight it. Yeah. But like. The, the second boss, it hurts, because, like, I don't know about you, but me and Cass, like, we we felt like we were, um, we felt like we were, uh, small. not very, um, equipped for that fight. Felt very I, small. What we thought, anyway. Yeah, I kind of thought that maybe I just hadn't picked up enough upgrades yet. Oh, yeah. And that's what I thought, too. Because, like, it... You're sitting there scrounging for stuff, and then you realize, wow, this this boss is hard. Yeah, and then, like, it kind of dawned on me, like, uh, I wasn't paying close attention to the boss arena, and that's what was killing me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that too. And, um, one thing I love about this game is that it gives you cues on when to melee counter, and that allows you to get your big action hits in. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is absolutely um, one of those games that they they've moved quite a bit into uh, into action territory, like a lot more than past entries. Uh, and I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, the counters they're very cinematic, especially against the bosses. And just kind of a note on the bosses, um, outside like maybe one exception, all the boss fights just get progressively cooler. So just, just you know, kind of, kind of a forewarning there. Um, but yeah, it's I'm, I I love the boss fights. They're they're really cool. Um, another another thing that I've really liked about just the overall uh, gameplay of this game is the addition of the counter. I think it's added a lot to the gameplay. And been, um, since Samus returns, yeah, yeah, because Mercury Steam developed that one as well. And one of the things that I really appreciated uh, about Samus Return—I mean, I'm sorry—about uh, about this game and its controls and everything—is even when you do go into the the cutscene uh, portion of the uh, uh, of the fights, you're still in control of when Samus shoots. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so you're still firing all the missiles. You're still shooting all the all the beams and everything, and uh, it's it's really really cool. 
That's yeah, one thing that I really appreciate. Yeah, and it can be dropped if you don't hit it fast enough. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, for a little bit, and I dropped quite a bit of uh, uh, quite a bit of shots earlier on. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not free damage. You nope. have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually really, really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, let me see here. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's overall, the game is really, really super solid. And I, I can't wait to hear how everything else is going to go for the, for the rest of the game with, uh, with you two. Um, like, I, cause I, I did my entire playthrough on, on, on stream and, uh, like my reactions to a lot of stuff, especially towards like the stuff in the latter half of the game, were just really, really cool stuff. Uh, Nick in the chat saying each boss fight is so entertaining in its own way, and the counters definitely added uh, even more cool cinematics and a chance to wail on the boss. And that's that is true. It's very, very cathartic. I love it. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, one thing I want to say that. Uh... I don't know if we're going to have a place to put this, so I'll, I just want to say it here, is that I love Samus's body language in this game. Yes, like her character. Like, especially yeah. when she encounters boss number two, she just has this resigned, done look <laughs> to her whole body language, and she is just ready to whip his ass. <laughs> yeah. I have never seen a more you ain't look on, like, look on, a, on someone's face. That I can't even see their face. Um, exactly. And I, Perfect. I, and it's it just gets crazier. Nick Nick knows what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, it just gets crazier. Um, this this game, the 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 build up to the finale is so well done, and the finale is so well done, and every it's just so good. It's so 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 good. Um, but yeah, like, Cass, you've touched on it, on it a little bit. Um, what are y'all, how do y'all, what are some of your, you know, things that you don't like about the game so far? Um, pretty much just the things I've talked about so far. Um, I, I think it's perfectly fine as a Metroid game other than that. Mm -hmm. I can't really think of anything else that I've disliked, so... Like, my overall impression is positive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, my, mine as well. Uh, I do have a few gripes. Um, Sophie, how, what about you? Was there anything that you, you didn't really like? Um, just as any other Metroid, besides Fusion, you get really lost. And that's, that's the one takeaway for me. Like, everything else is fine. Like, gameplay-wise, it's fantastic. It's probably the best Metroid game I've, I've played in terms of feeling. Um, the atmosphere is pretty cool. It's a lot less spooky and more traditionally Metroid, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely lends itself to the more sci-fi end than sci-fi horror. Uh. Uh, it's coming. I like how they kept the um, the continuity in check with Samus's DNA and her pro her problems with certain environments. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, my only complaints are how annoying the Emmy are, rather than they are scary, and how easily you can just get lost. 
Yeah. I think I think the getting lost is part of uh, by design of the game, but I, I agree with you there. The Emmys are a bit of a chore. Um, I think one thing that I noticed right off the bat was I felt like the pacing in the beginning may have gone like a little bit too quickly. And I'd spoken with a friend of mine about this, and uh, we had, uh, we both kind of agreed uh, you should, probably should have been able to play that uh, that opening battle um, with the Chosa Warrior in the cutscene. Uh, oh kinda, yeah, yeah, to kind of let you play with you know the stuff that you're gonna get later down the road, and to kind of illustrate how much stronger he is than Samus, and why he is uh, such an issue. Um, uh, like I do think the map uh, the map system. <clears throat> Sorry, still got a bit of a cough. Uh, I do think the map system overall is still really good, but uh, it can be a tad cluttered at times, especially if you like to mark stuff, and it, a lot of the icons just get kind of kind of caught up. Um, but, so that's not that big of a deal. But I think I agree. Yeah, I think the biggest issue though for me um, was the fact that you cannot remap the controls and. As the game progresses, I feel like that just becomes a bigger and bigger deal because you start using um, pretty much every single button on the Pro Controller or the Joy-Con, whatever you're more comfortable using. And it... there, there I kept... like if, Okay, for example, when you go, to go into the free aiming, in most, shooting, uh, most shooter games, uh, to aim down sight, I usually pull, uh, push down the left trigger. In, the, uh, in this game, it's on the left bumper. And I was just like, I would just kill to be able to swap the two of those. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I could, I could go into the uh, the switch settings and change the controls. I know I can do that. Um, but the fact that there is not anything offered in game uh, to allow me to do that, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah, I, I think being able to change the controls should be available in pretty much every game. Yes, I. I, I don't think there's agree. really an excuse for not doing that. Yeah, absolutely, 100% agree. If you're making a video game, um, you should always, always, always include the option to remap your controls. <coughs> no excuse for it in the year 2021. Not even, not even <laughs> for Metroid. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, any any final thoughts on on Dread before we before we wrap it up? No more than what I've already said. Uh, right. I'm excited to play a little bit more of it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you know, seeing seeing who else you know what else you think of it. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that all goes. Um, yep, Nick and Nick in the chat says fully agree. Customizable controls are a must. 100%. All right. So, yeah, that's that's our thoughts on uh, on Metroid Dread. Uh, we have a new segment coming we, up next. <laughs> yeah, so we have a new segment, okay? So, we are now doing we're doing a game of the month. And uh but it's it's not going to be just, you know, whatever new game unless there's like something Metroid was kind of a special case. Um but uh, since we we do a lot of retrospectives here on this podcast, we're going to pull a retro game of the month out of a hat. So that's something that uh, you can actually play along with us in our Discord community. Um, you know, some of these games are long, some of them are short, uh, but we'll do an episode on them, you know, once a month as we go. And once we do an episode on them, we'll pull another one out of the hat 
And I would like to clarify, this is not literally out of a hat. We no. are using an RNG. <laughs> you don't know that I don't have a hat. <laughs> I would be incredibly impressed if you printed all of these out and put them into a hat. <laughs> I have 254 individual tickets in my top hat, and you can't tell me otherwise because my webcam is turned off. Uh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> in case you ever get invited to Whose Line Is It Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, where the points don't matter. Um, <laughs> so... Alright, so I've got the random number generator set from 1 to 254. 254 is cur the current amount of games in our, uh, in, our, in our imaginary hat. Oh, and think about this like a book club. Yeah. Yeah, more like a book club. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want, you can talk about these in the Discord. Yes, please do. Please join us. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely stream these games as we, uh, as we go. So, alright, we're going to generate the number in 3... Two, one. Game number forty-one. Oh, game number forty-one. This is a uh, Cass. I think you're going to be happy with this. Oh uh, yeah. So this is a uh, this is an NES game. <laughs> All right. This is an NES game released in on December eighteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Developed oh. by Square. <laughs> We're gonna be playing Final Fantasy One, baby. <laughs> okay, y'all are gonna be playing Final Fantasy One because <laughs> I just replayed it earlier this year. I, it's still fresh <laughs> in my mind. Everybody, tell Cass that she's still gotta play Final Fantasy One again. They gotta play Final Fantasy One again. Oh, okay, well, if we're gonna do that, then uh, <laughs> I'm going to let uh, RNG I'm, decide I'm... my uh, my party. <laughs> Yeah, you could actually do that, uh, but no, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. We're not gonna make them uh, play through FF FF one again because you just played through the Pixel Remaster, right? Yes. Uh, and by the way, the Pixel Remaster is a very good way to play it if you want to pay for the Pixel Remaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's available on Steam and Mobile right now. So everybody, pester uh, pester Square. Um. Um, Cody. <laughs> yes. Does it matter which version we play? I don't care. I'm probably going to play the Dawn of Souls version. Same. That one's the, a good one. Uh, the PSP version's really good. Um, yeah, but the Dawn of Souls version is readily available. Yeah, true. <laughs> Nick, Nick in the chat saying, uh, I keep trying to restart one. It always got sidetracked. Uh, randomized uh, cast party sounds neat, though. That, that it's kind of like a precursor to uh, the jump festa thing that they do for final fantasy 5 where mm -hmm. you get a randomized like set of classes and you have to stick with those for charity yes oh that'd be cool yeah that would be really cool uh yeah so yeah this month we're playing final fantasy 1 it's gonna be a good time yeah it's gonna be gonna be a real good time um so yeah I, I, anything else we want we need to cover before uh before we sign off for the night nope all right, good deal. So, all right, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to, you know, if you're watching it live here on the Twitch, feel free to drop us a follow. Very much appreciated. If you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, uh, please leave us a good review and help us speed the algorithm. Um, if you want to play along with us, uh, we do have a Discord open, and uh, we will actually, at the time of this broadcast, be hosting a... Uh, Super Smash Brothers tournament for Sora on Friday, and that is on the uh, 22nd. 
uh, of October. That's going to be at 9 p.m. So join the Discord. It's going to be a good time. Come chat with us. We like to talk about stuff, and we'd like to talk to you all. Uh, but yeah, this has been Cody from the Get Equipped Podcast. And on behalf of Cassidy and Sophie, thank you all so much for listening, and have a good night. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Goodbye.